Here we go. The year is underway. 2016 is upon us. Here we are already. Uh, what are we, like the third Sunday of the year? And uh, it is just, it is go, isn't it? Life is just underway. And we are, we are praying for you. We are praying that you will have the most amazing year. And uh, I just know that as us as a church, as we move further into God and deeper into God, I know that they're the plans that He has for us as individuals, as family, and as church. And it is such a delight yet again to be together in the house of God. And uh, I tell you what, God is on the move, and uh, we've experienced even this morning just just God, which I love in that beautiful uh, time of worship this morning, and uh, and just praying together, giving together. All the things that we get to do together are just wonderful, and I'm really excited about tonight to uh, come into this place with a night of worship and just soak, just soak. And uh, it's such a great thing in life to have God touch us and speak to us and move on our life. And uh, the year, it feels like, I'm sure, like all the other years of late to me, that it's going to go fairly swiftly. It's going to be a year that passes quickly. And uh, I guess I today want to encourage us as we look towards the year and what it might mean for all of us, I want us to remember and just to have in our life to make sure that we're getting our priorities right, to make sure that we're putting God where He needs to be in life. We've obviously, you know, just come through that New Year period. I'm sure some people might have said, yep, I've got some form of New Year's resolution, something that I'm going to change, something I'm going to believe for, something I'm going to do, which is really wonderful. And uh, I think it's a great thing sometimes to look ahead and, uh, and say, what can I do? What can I change to, uh, to really have and set myself up for a wonderful year? And I'm sure many of you might have made some decisions, maybe over your work life, maybe over your career, maybe over uh, within a relationship, something within family. Maybe some of you have looked at health and there might be a whole range of areas that you've thought, I'm going to just try and get these things going better in life. And many of those things are tremendous and wonderful But church, let's not look past putting God where He deserves to be in our world. Let's make sure that we're getting our pie graph of what we're uh, putting our time and our effort into correct, and we're giving God the portion that God deserves and that God wants. And I love this time of year because we get to kind of reevaluate and look towards that. And I wanted to remind us here today that Although there's a lot of things demanding our time and our effort and our resources and our finances, let's make sure, let's make sure that we're putting him, number one, that we're making sure that this year we are going to concentrate on our walk with the Lord. We're going to put the effort in that is required to make sure that that is a good thing in our life this year. And I, uh, it always stands out to me when Jesus is asked, what's the greatest commandment? wasn't a question about, tell us one of the great commandments. It's like, what's the great commandment? And Jesus makes it really clear to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. There's nothing shady about that. It is really clear where our priorities in this life need to be. Jesus makes it as clear as anything where we need to have our priorities. And that is the greatest commandment, to love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, and mind. And what I love about that, number one, is it's really clear. But number two, it is, there's no better place to be in life to when you're living like that. That is the best place to be where you're putting God number one. 
where you're making sure that relationship is going wrong, because it is a relationship. And relationships, like a two-way street, and we need to make sure that from our side and our angle, we're putting in the effort that it needs so it's fruitful, so there's a connection, so that it's wonderful. Pastor Nat this morning talked about prayer and the Word, and it's true. Those things are just instrumental to this relationship we have with our Lord, and we need to go after it. In Isaiah 26, 9, it says, My soul yearns for you in the night. In the morning, my spirit longs for you. I think that's a scripture sometimes we should look at and go, how am I going? Am I yearning for more of God? Am I I doing it in the morning? Am I doing it at night? And, And I tell you what, I get challenged by that scripture because that's telling me that it's, it's like a continual thing in my life that it's, it's not like I just do my quiet time in the morning and then I switch off from God for the rest of the day until then. It's like I go for it during the day, in the morning, at night. I'm, I'm, I'm yearning for this. I want it. I'm longing for it. And I want to do this all year because I want to remind us here today that God is really jealous for more of us. He is jealous. It says in Exodus 34, 14, For you shall worship no other God, for the Lord, whose name is Jealous, is a jealous God. There's only one thing jealous is about. God is jealous about. It's about us. He wants us. He wants connection with His people. He longs for that connection. We've just got to come and draw near like we read in James 4, 8. We draw near to Him and He will draw near to us. It's up to us. Are you drawing near here today? Have you decided in your heart to draw near to Him this week? But it's up to us. It's kind of like uh, it's like primary school sports. Primary school sports, quite often, you know, the, the teacher will say, okay, we've got two captains, and they're going to pick who they want on their side. If you're a captain, you get to pick. And if you're a wise, good captain, you will not pick your friends. You will pick the best players of that particular sport if you've got any competitive strain in your body. You'll pick the best people. They're going to work really well for your team. Well, that's how I used to do it. But you get to choose. You get to choose. And I want to just be reminded today, even myself, that we're the captains of our life. We get to choose. We get to choose what gets our attention. We get to choose what we're going to put time and effort into. It is up to us. We are the captains. The church can't lead you in this. Pastor Nat and I can't lead you in this. Your connect group, it's up to you. What are you going to do? Is this going to be something where you're going to give God what He deserves and give Him the time and actually go deeper into Him? And that's the message today. It's going deeper too. You might say, why is it number two? Well, I preached at our Bankstown service last week and I preached on going deeper. Then I preached here at five o'clock and I felt to continue on this again here today about going deeper into God going deeper into Him. And I just love the characters of God. I love who God is. If you read the story of the prodigal son, what a great illustration of a loving father. Didn't matter what his son had done. His son had turned on him. His son had pretty much disowned him, asked him for his share of the inheritance, left home, lived a terrible part of his life for a season. But when he comes back, it's not to being judged, it's to a loving father who embraces him exactly how it is. And that's the kind of God we serve. He wants to embrace us. He wants to come and be close to us. And I love that. God is a good God. Let's draw near. 
a little while ago, uh, my son, I've got my son Jesse, um, did this little thing where I'm the kind of father who actually really enjoys hugging my children. And my little boy Jesse at one point started to tell me that he was, he'd run out of hugs. And I'm like, you ran out of hugs? He goes, yep, I'm out, Dad. I'm like, this isn't cool. It's like, can you get some more? And he used to, honestly, he used to do this. He goes, oh, maybe. And he'd like jump up into the sky and like grab a hug and then give me another hug. But then he'd say, we're all out up there. There's no more hugs. And I'm like, what? It's like really, really bad news for a father who wants to draw near to his son. And, uh, and then he kind of got through that little period and the, the hug thing returned. But then he started to doing something else. He started to put time restrictions on hugs. There were certain times of the day that my boy would not hug me because of the time of day it was. So he started to put time restrictions on hugs. I don't want time restrictions on hugging my boy. But time restrictions were not good when he starts saying things like, not now, Dad, later on, middle of the day or whatever. But I'm at work. Bad luck, Dad. That's the time. Hug restrictions. Time restrictions were not good. Let's not do this to God. Don't just give him a small part, certain parts. Let's give him our whole entire lives. He wants to connect. He wants to connect. In Revelation 3.20, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come into him and dine with him and he with me. Don't you love how available God is? He's available. He is available. It's up to us to always be coming in, to drawing near to him. Because life's too short for a shallow connection with the God, the God of the heavens and the earth. It's too short. Let's go for it. Let's go and let's go deep. And let's keep going deeper because the fruit out of that is unbelievable. The fruit out of your life can be incredible if we will go deeper in Him. I love just seeing what Brett and Scotty are doing around the nations because they've gone deeper in Him. And I get encouraged. And of course, sometimes they're out there in churches and they're, they're leading big meetings. But I get texts this week about... The Linda's been in people's homes, leading the father to, to Jesus Christ, leading the, the, the daughter to Jesus Christ. This person's getting healed by Jesus Christ. There's this great fruit bubbling out because they've gone deep in God. And it is there for all of us. We can all go deep in Him. He is available. It's up to us to go there, for up to us to draw near. And I love that. I love that. One of the things, uh, the last few years I've... Uh, I've read, done some of those Bible in a year programs, I think four out of the last five years. This year I felt to, to not do that and just kind of go deeper into some books of the Bible. And uh, I'm in Colossians right now, 17 days into the year, I'm still in the same book. It's only got four chapters, but I'm enjoying digging around in this great, this great book. And uh, this verse, uh, really, uh, there's so many things in this uh, passage that are standing out to me. Like, how's this? Colossians 3, 1 to 4. If then you are raised with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is, sitting at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on things on the earth. For you died and your life is hidden with Christ in God. 
When Christ, who is our life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. It's time to look at the things above. Don't get stuck on the things on the earth. Let's look towards things above that, to heavenly things. Let's sell out our lives for these things. Let's seek, let's set our minds to beautiful things. Because Paul is talking about to make sure that Christ is first, that he's foremost in the world, but it also needs to be in our life where he is first, where he has the rightful place. And it is a good thing to do, to put him first. And let's get passionate this year. Let's get into it. It's good when you get a passion because you put such time and energy and effort into when you start developing a passion for Wayne. He's passionate about his running. For other people, uh, it's other things, and it might be knitting, or it might just be drinking good coffee, or it might be the gym, or Natalie let out a bit of a you about drinking good coffee, and I do make most of her coffee, so I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you, Natalie. But whatever it is, a couple of years ago, I was away with, some, with a friend, and uh, we were doing some fishing. There was a lake, and I loved fishing uh, when I was a kid. I loved it. I just thought it was a great thing, but Probably spent 20 years not doing very much of it. And then we're there, there fishing on a lake and he kind of looked at my equipment. And for six months prior to that trip, he'd started to get really into fishing. And he kind of looked and kind of, you know, pretty lame. Yeah, rod and reel, you've got the Hartley. I think it was like a $29 combo. And uh, I thought it was all right. But he went up to the uh, fishing shop a day or two later and came back and really got me a really good rod and a really good reel. Just gifted it to me. And I'm like, oh. Oh, and then you start like winding it and you're like, how super smooth is this? And the rod, like you feel every little, it's amazing. And I'm like, and I started to get really into fishing. And I'm like, I'm amazed at how deep you can go into fishing and how technical fishing gets. Like I thought fishing line was fishing line, but I've now learned that you've got to start with like maybe uh, just some mono line and then you've got to attach your braid line and you put that around the wheel so it doesn't split of your, your reel and then you put like a couple of hundred, hundred meters of that on and then you can't have the braid at the end because the fish see the braid so then you've got to go and get this different kind of line and attach that and you can't just attach it with a normal knot because when you get a big fish it'll snap so then there's like special knots so like uh like this week i've been mastering the special knots true story thank thank the lord for youtube and uh, i've been learning these special knots that you know i've got to watch really slowly as they intertwined and i'm getting it's quite technical it's quite technical, but I've kind of got this new, this new passion to catch fish and lots of fish and good fish, bigger than mix-a-back kind of fishing fish. That is the dream. Just don't tell him, Rhonda. And, uh, but I'm kind of getting into it, and I'm passionate. And I was at the fishing shop twice this week because I'm about to go away, and I want to make sure my equipment's up to, up to scratch, and I've been buying new rods and reels and, and getting prepared to have the passion. Let's make sure in our lives, and it's good to have some of these hobbies and passions, but let's make sure that God gets the space He deserves in our life. Let's make sure that we don't get sold the story of happiness and contentment that the media will try and sell us, that it's all about the perfect partner. It's all about the wonderful car and the house and the great job. True contentment comes in Christ. True contentment is in Christ. And that is where it is. That is where it is. Because not even the greatest partner can be our saviour. Jesus Christ can and is our saviour. Seek first his kingdom and his righteous. 
all the things that you desire and you love to do in life, they get added as well. Added as well. I love it. There's so many reasons to go deeper into God. I mean, one day we'll give an account of our life. I think there's a good reason there to go further into God. There's rewards in heaven the Bible talks about for those who go after Him and the ways of God on this earth. That's worth getting further into God. There's no more stable place than on this kind of rock in life. There's rewards on earth. That's kind of cool too. I mean, there's rewards on on earth, which is great as we put Him first. Says in Psalms 92.12, The righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. It's wonderful. That's what it's like. There's a void in us. Do you know there's a void? It's like a void in us that nothing can fill except for God, except for that relationship. If you're here today and that void is still there because you haven't got God, you haven't accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord, in a moment I'll give you an opportunity to do the greatest thing you can do ever in life to accept Jesus Christ into your life. I think we should go deeper into Him because just of how amazing He is. I think we should go there because we are commanded. I think we should go there because as we go deeper in Him, we start to shine. And as we shine, others see our life. And the Bible says they will start praising God in heaven themselves. What an exciting thing to think because of how we live this life, because of how we live, we can affect other people. And we can lead other people into eternity. Isn't that a wonderful thing and a great thought? We can lead others there. And there's one thing I've learned in life. There's no shortcuts in going deeper with God. There's not shortcuts to this. There's not some little formula, something you can do that gets done just like that. I was recently down in Melbourne and I went to a local park with my son Jesse. And on the way uh, to the park, we kind of went where we were staying, down the street, down the street to the park. It was pretty straightforward. But on the way back, I went under the, the road, found this tunnel. I thought I'd show him that. And we popped out and we kind of found ourselves kind of a little bit off the way we went. And I'm like, son, we'll go. There'll be a shortcut. You always think there's got to be a shortcut. So I kind of go around the back of this big gym. And as I kind of get to the back and there's a car park, I'm like, ooh, not looking like a shortcut. And I see like a little gap in the kind of trees and I kind of crawl through there. And it was like, it's pretty yucky. And I can't remember, there might have been spiderwebs, and I kind of pop up, and then I find myself on this dirt track, and I'm like, still no shortcut. So I said, well, son, right's the safe way. We'll end up going the way we kind of came, but we're boys. We'll go left. So we, uh, we went left, sure enough, and as we're going, and I'm like, and then randomly, I, I like see this, like, a vineyard. Like, this is, like, close to Natalie's parents' house. I'm like, vineyard, and I'm like, I've soon found out we were not on a shortcut. So I made up a new turn was called the fun cut. So I started designing all these things to do with my boy because we had some boars. We're like throwing them at trees and then we're like, okay, let's try and get nearest the bin down the street. And where I turned it into a fun cut because there was no shortcut. And so often for us to go deeper in God, I want to let us know here today, there's no shortcuts to it. It needs time. It needs energy. There's a whole lot of things that we can do, but there's no shortcut to it. But oh, how the rewards are sweet and they are wonderful. They are wonderful. So today, can I encourage us to get that, start with the desire. Start just telling God, God, I want to go. I want to go further with you this year. I want to go deeper with you. 
I want to have a better connection with you. I want the relationship to be stronger. If we start with the desire, and the good thing is you can have that desire here today and start calling out to God, then you can start putting things into action further into this week and next week and next month that can help you to get there. So what are the things, some of the steps to help you? Well, I think one of them is we've got to increase our knowledge of Him. Let's not stay at the same depth. Let's go deeper and let's increase our knowledge of Him. As I said, I've been studying Colossians and uh, this verse, I think I read it, I did on the 1st of January, really like hit me in the face as a bit of a thing for me this year, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing Him, being fruitful in every good work and increasing, increasing in the knowledge of God, increasing. Here Paul is, he's in jail and he's writing to these people of class. He's saying, increase your knowledge, increase your knowledge. And that stood out for me and I thought, yes, I need to increase my knowledge. I gave my life to the Lord when I was a young boy. But can I say, this is not a novel. This isn't a read once and that's it. This is a book to study for the rest of our lives, to go deep into it and allow the things of God and heaven to be revealed to us. And they will be time and time. We will learn more and more and more as we go more and more into Him. Devote our life to this. And I love to see the fruit as people do this. All across this auditorium, people have done this and done this well, and rising up and leading us in worship, people who once were far from Him, but they gave their lives and they started to increase their knowledge. Some of our greatest people here, we weren't all born, you know, walking close with the Lord. We had to take action and we had to take decisions to make sure we get there. Create space for your life. A fellow pastor, friend of mine, wrote this on the 1st of January this year. In 2016, let me be a person full of the Word, Help me live in the love of the Father, the grace and forgiveness of Jesus Christ, and in, with, and in communion with you, Holy Spirit. Let me sit in your most sacred presence. Increase time with the breathed Word of God. Let your Word draw me into hearing, seeing, and being more like and for you. Let the breathed Word of God Logos and Rima transform my mind, live in my heart, be on my lips and applied with my hands. What a great word that is. What a great word that is. What an inspiration. An inspiration that we can go after it. Go after him. I love the word of God because it helps us in life. I, I read in Colossians, again, something, a uh, scripture that really stood out for me this week, and I found myself very soon after that in a situation that I think normally I would have responded a different way, but because I had the Word of God in me, in my mind and in my heart, I responded in that moment differently. That's going deeper in God. That's responding how Jesus would respond, where in my flesh I probably would have responded differently had I not read the Word that morning. The Word of God, it helps us. It helps us. Maybe you can go deeper, as we heard before, going to Bible college this year. It's one night a week. Monday nights, one night a week. Can you give God one night a week to go deeper in Him? Could be a great thing for you to do this year. Another thing I'd love to encourage you in is to stay consistent and have endurance in 2016. Let's seek Him every day of the year. Let's go Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, go all week. Let's do it in off-seasons, in holiday seasons, in work seasons. 
Let's go after him through the good times and the bad times. Let's keep going. It's a great way to do life is to keep going. Don't be someone who starts out and then stops. Keep going. Get some endurance. It's a wonderful thing to do. A number of years ago, I did a, a, a 100K, um, I signed up for this, a 100K walk slash race uh, called the Wild Endurance. It's a, it goes through, uh, through the Blue Mountains. It's a 100K long race. You can either do it as running or you can just walk it. My friends and I weren't interested in running it like I'm sure Wayne would have. I'm sure. Uh, but anyway, we were just happy to join as a team, mates, and go after this challenge. 100 kilometres, it's still quite a way. If you just go at normal working pace, it's probably going to take you 20, 22 hours, thereabouts. It's a long day, all night walking, starting at 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning. And uh, my friends and I and these uh, three other gentlemen were like long, long-term friends. Like one, uh, two of them brothers I'd met when I was like four or five. The other guy I'd met when I was about 11 or 12. Uh, grew up in church together, great friends. And we started to do some training and set out uh, on just achieving this great challenge well unfortunately that week we had a really um a really sad thing happen in the life of our church here during the week of this race and i had to actually be here to make an announcement on the sunday morning so i had to call my friends and say i'm sorry guys i can't complete the whole race with you i have to be back in church something's happened i have to be there to tell our congregation so uh, I said, what I'll do, though, there was four stages in this race. I'll do stage one with you, and then I have to pull out. And that's kind of going to be all right, because the rules of the race were that if one pulls out, the team of three can continue, no problem. If a second person pulls out and there's two, they can still continue. They've just got to join another team for safety. And uh, we set off, I think it was 8 o'clock on a Saturday morning, and it had been raining for a few weeks up in the Blue Mountains. And uh, leg one, which I think was uh, 28 kilometres, took us a lot longer than we thought. I started to notice that two of the guys were uh, quite slower than myself and my other friend. And this first leg had a lot of, uh, lot of steps in it. And, uh, and we were really slow finishing the first leg. And that's all I could compete. But I'm like, guys, you can do this. I'm like cheering them on as I left them. And I left the Blue Mountains late that Saturday afternoon and, uh, and headed back to Sydney. And uh, the next leg was meant to be, it was a shorter leg. I think it was meant to be 18 kilometres, but it got halved to nine because of safety reasons, because of uh, what had happened to the track. So the 100 kilometre race was now 91. Should have been done easily. And uh, later that night, I rang one of the support uh, crew, one of my friend's wife. I said, oh, how are they doing? She's like, oh, they've pulled out. And I'm like, huh? They've pulled out. Yeah, 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 yeah. They've They've pulled out. I'm like, can I have a word? To, can I speak to, speak to Ben? I'm like, Ben, what happened? Oh, we, uh, we finished leg two and uh, it took us a lot longer than we thought. Had a lot of steps in it. And uh, when we got back to the check-in point, because every time you finish the leg, you have to go to the check-in point, we, uh, we smelt pizza. <laughs> and, um, yeah, we thought that on the way to stage three, because stage two was short and you actually had to get in a car to go to stage three instead of just continuing, we thought we'd go into Katoomba to an Italian restaurant and order some pizza. And as you can imagine, as they sat down and had that beautiful cheesy pizza that night, their body started to cool down. And as they looked outside to cold and drizzly rain, they decided that they would not compete 
stages four, three and four, and they would pull out of the race. It would not have happened if I was there. Because sometimes in life, you need some endurance to achieve what you want to achieve. You need some endurance through all sorts of pains and aches. And even when you're smelling pizza, you need some endurance. And I encourage us here this year to stay consistent and have endurance. Set out on some things and keep going. It is a wonderful thing to have in life. And we've got God with us, and He is for us, and we can make it, church. We can make it. Another thing to help us to go deeper, get around good, godly people. Find a great connect group. Be committed to the church. Get around great people. Be around people that inspire you. Get into good crowds. It's something that I've done in life, and it's really helped me to make sure that I get around good people. Do it. It is so helpful. Proverbs 27, 17 says, as iron sharpens iron, so one person sharpens another. The thing with this is two bits of this metal, they need to be in close proximity. They can't be separated or it's useless. There's no sharpening. You get close to good people. Get around godly people this year. Can I encourage you on another thing to help you go deeper into God is to just serve Him. One of the greatest things you can do in life is to take your eyes sometimes off your own world Focus on Him and serve Him. It is a tremendous thing to do. Come and serve Him. It is a wonderful thing. Be part of us spreading the good news. Spreading the good news, leading people under salvation, salvation of their souls. Sometimes putting our own dreams and desires in the back seat. Get part of this move of God. We take up our cross. Remember, Jesus went all the way to the cross for us. What can we do for Him this year? How can we serve Him? And there's so many ways to serve Him. Well before I ever uh, got paid a dime uh, working in the church, I just, just served. I just grew up serving the Lord. It was a wonderful thing, and I just think, what a privilege, what an honor, what a great thing to do in my life to serve Him. And I was making a list of some of the areas I've served in, I once served in the church band playing the trumpet. Come on. Trumpet, here we come. We're coming back to Silverwater. I've served on the youth team. I've led connect groups. I've served on deacons teams. I've served on altar core teams. I've led prayer teams. I've been part of the Bible college lecturing team. I've been part of the water baptism team, the drop-in center team, surf camp teams, uh, youth conference teams, presence conference teams, global C3 conference teams. I was even once part of a C3 Easter musical playing uh, John. Uh, I did that. Uh, I've been meet, meeting leading teams, preaching teams. Uh, I was assistant pastor here without getting... There was all these things, even the kids' church team. And I could go around the room and point out people like Rhonda Sabat who have served in so many areas, so many people in hospitality and the Arabic service and, and Bible college lecturing and doing all this pastoral work. The list would go on and on for so many people. It's a good thing, isn't it, Rhonda, to serve in the house of God, to give our lives to doing this and building the local church. Come on, let's give the Lord a round of applause. It might be hard work sometimes, but that's all good. When you're in love, it's like uh, in Genesis 29, 18 and 20. It says, Jacob was in love with Rachel and said, I'll work for you seven years in return for your daughter, Rachel. So Jacob served seven years to get Rachel, but they seemed like only a few days to him because of his love for her. Let's get that love for our Lord in our lives. I love how Jesus led so beautifully with serving. Mark 10, 
Jesus talking, and whoever wants to be first must be slave of all. For even the Son of Man did not come to be served, but to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. A beautiful thing. Another thing we need to do is just, just spend time. All relationships need time. Give him time. Make space. Make time for him. It is so important. And I want to encourage us today to make sure that, you know, just include him in life. I know sometimes, of course, really good, quiet time with the Lord is impe- it's really important. But don't just think it has to be that. There's so many other opportunities to include God in life. Last weekend, uh, I was uh, at home, day off, and uh, my wife keeps a beautiful home, like really good. Things are always wiped. The house is really clean. But we've got these like vertical blinds that no matter if you clean them, and a little while ago, we got given this little thing that you push through and you go, eh, 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 eh. But these blinds have just become, over like five years, kind of just lots of dust, and it's like it's stuck to the blinds. And it started to annoy me. I don't like dust stuck to my blinds. So I decided that, uh, that the time had come for me to get rid of this. So I went into my daughter's room. Santa, I'm going to clean your blind Friday of last week on my day off. And I spent about 45 minutes on one blind. See, I had to get like a rag and wet it and go through every little individual bit and go, and then go, do you like the sound effects? It didn't actually sound like that, but I thought it would make the story sound a little bit better. But anyway, like 45 minutes on this blind on Friday, and I'm like, oh, man, that's a small blind compared to some of the blinds in my house. I got a picture of the one in our bedroom. It is much larger. See, it's, uh, it's like about three metres in uh, width, and I've done the calculations, and you can see those little, the little strings. See, there is, uh, there is eight sections of 32. There is 256 individual bits that need to be wiped. 256. That one took me over an hour to clean that blind. But what I did really, really good was a little way into it, I was like, I'm going to put some worship music on. So I just grabbed a phone, I put some worship music on, threw it on the bed, and I started to worship as I started to clean the blinds. And you know what? God started to speak to me. I started to feel myself drawing closer to Him. I was cleaning blinds, yet I put some worship music on, and I took that opportunity to come and draw near to Him. Find space, make space, include Him all the time, do this walk with Him really well. It is so, so worth it, spending time with Him. And maybe you're here today and you know there's some things you can remove, you know, make some sacrifices. There's things we can do in all of our lives and position yourselves. Put yourself in good places. I think tonight at five o'clock would be a pretty good place to be in this place to go deeper into Him. And if it's not tonight, sometime this week, something you can do to really help you in this life. God so wants you to go deeper in Him. And as the band comes and we draw to a close, I just want to encourage us, just get that passion back or maybe get it for the first time. He is so, so worthy of us. He is so worthy to have all of us. Can we do it this year? 2016 church, going deeper in Him, making a significant difference to our lives.
Before we end here today, I do want to give some people an opportunity. Maybe you've found that in life you've drifted and that passion's really not there. You feel really distant from God. You're almost like you're not feeling Him. And here today you'd like to come back. You'd like to say, God, I'm coming back. I'm giving you my life. I'm doing it afresh here today. If that's you here today, just in a moment, I'll give you an opportunity to raise your hand. Say, yes, Hartley, that's me. Maybe you're here today and you've never, you've never had a relationship with God. You've never invited Jesus into your life. And maybe you're here today and you're saying, Hartley, I need that. Because as I said, there's a void. There's always going to be a gap in your life until you invite him in. If you're here today and there is a gap and you would like to invite him in, in a moment I'll ask you to raise your hand. I've made some good decisions in life. Nothing will ever surpass the decision I made as a 12-year-old boy. As a 12-year-old boy, waking up from a dream that really scared me on the northern beaches of Sydney in the middle of the night, I knelt down by my bed and I said a simple prayer. It was a prayer saying to God, God, I am sorry. Today, I want you to forgive me. I want to invite you into my life. I want to put you number one. I want to serve you. I want to go after you. And I said that prayer. There is not anything that I'll utter out of my mouth more important than the words I said kneeling by my bed as a 12-year-old boy. And here today, if you're here and you'd like to say a prayer just like that one, because the Bible says that all of us have sinned. We've all fallen short of the glory of God. But the great news is that Jesus sent His Son, Jesus Christ, to take our sins and take them and nail them to a cross so that we can be connected to God. So if you're here today and you'd like to say that prayer, the opportunity will be yours. Or maybe you're a third category of people here today and you're just not sure if you were to leave the earth, if you would go to heaven, if you're not 100% sure, if your last breath was to be today, if you're not 100% sure that you would make it into heaven, you also can say this prayer today and have your eternity assured. So right now, if we could just all bow our heads and close our eyes just to take away distractions. If you're here today, the first person I mentioned, you've drifted. You once said a prayer of salvation, but the relationship is cold and you want to get it back on track here today. I'd love for you in a moment to raise your hand. Secondly, if you've never said this prayer and you'd like to say this prayer here today, just like I did when I was 12, I'd love for you to lift your hand. Or thirdly, if you are not sure of your eternity, that is not the thing to be unsure of. You could say this prayer here this morning with us. So right now, if you're in any of those three categories, could you shoot your hand up and say, yes, Hartley, that is me. Yes, Hartley, I need to say this prayer. This morning, I need to say this prayer. I need to have my sins forgiven. I need to accept him for the first time or I need to return. Things have gone cold. I'm not walking closely with him. Who is there this morning saying, yes, Hartley, that is me. Include me in this prayer. I need to say this prayer here today. I need to say this prayer. Across this auditorium, you can just give me a wave. 
This is the most important part of the entire meeting here this morning. This opportunity to have your sins forgiven, to be washed clean and made right with God. Could we all stand to our feet? There's a great presence of God here today. There's a perfect place to us to position ourselves going into this year. And there'll be things for all of us that you know you could do a little bit better. Maybe that prayer life's really dropped away. Maybe reading the Word, it's just not there. Maybe it's church attendance. Maybe it's giving and tithing. Whatever it is, whatever you know is that blockage, I encourage you as we go into this song here this morning just to make the decision in your heart. I'm going to change some things. To make the decision, God, I'm going deeper. To say to God, I want to have that desire. I want to have the fire. I want to go in life and be used in mighty, significant, wonderful ways. I want to be fruitful because it starts here, church. It starts with us aligning our hearts with the things of God, saying yes to what God would have for each and every one of us. And it's here for all of us. doesn't matter what yesterday was like. It doesn't matter what 2015 was like. The prodigal son, as he came back, the father ran to embrace. And God is here today to embrace us. God is here to, today to take us in. Oh, He is jealous for us to draw near, for us to step into a place of saying yes to Him. Yes to Him. So right now as we sing this song, open up your hearts. You might want to lift your hands. You might want to get on your knees, whatever it is. Tell God that you want to go deeper this year in your life, 2016. Thank you, Lord. And oh. 